This is Scott. This is Rebecca. And we're the CEOs of Hardy, Party of Five. And a half. It's not really a company, it just sounds cool. And if you're looking for a normal family, well, you've certainly come to the wrong place. So keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and let's see where this roller coaster takes us. It's time to make history fun again. Hardy, Party of Five and a Half presents This Month in History. for you. They're expecting great things for you tonight. They have over-anticipated this moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to live up to their standard. Do you like the crowd to get hype, or would you rather the crowd just play it cool? I think I would like them to have zero expectations of me. They could be excited, but not for you, maybe? Is that what you're saying? Quietly be excited, but then if I if I meet their expectations, show excitement. You want apprehensive excitement. Right. I just don't want to know about it, honestly. Okay. Yeah. You'd be better off just having... Should I just clear the room? <laughs> Everybody out. Everybody out. Come on now. <laughs> She's got to concentrate. I don't know if that'll help, okay. but it might. Okay, before we start, what? I have to say this. Okay, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I know that I typically, like, if there's a couple minutes left in a podcast, I click out of it. Like, I don't really listen to the very end of it. And if people do that to us, they might miss this very important thing. What is that? The very important thing is that when you are looking at an at a iTunes podcast, it is so important for you to like and subscribe and hit those five stars and leave a comment. Like, the more comments you can get, this is very important to the health of a podcast to have five-star ratings and to have lots of comments underneath them. It takes no time at all to do that. I'll offer free hair services. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you will offer free graphic services. Okay, wow. Okay. It's getting expensive do now. Do you see where this is going? Yeah. Anyways, seriously, take some time to do that. That would really be helpful to us. Also, if you don't know, we have a YouTube channel, Hardy Party of Five and a Half. Please go follow that as well. Okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way. So basically, if you're enjoying the show... Just let us know. Just let us know. And let other people know. Yeah, because it does kind of branch out into other areas for yeah. us. So it's very important. We have learned the importance, and so I therefore do that on podcasts that I like to. I try to do that as well for other people. So Nice. Yep, it's important. Okay, now back to the pressure. I'm ready. Thank you for that PSA. You're welcome. Okay, Rebecca. Here we are. Here we are. This month in history. I'm ready. Just to let everyone know. This year, this month, we're back to a normal setup. Last month, we did the Olympics, and it was 15 questions just coming at you, and mm -hmm. you did great. You mm -hmm. you won a gold medal. I, a gold, a spray-painted gold yes. medal. A gold-plated silver medal mm -hmm. is what you won, and mm -hmm. you did a great job. Mm -hmm. This month, we're getting back to normal. We're going to have four different events. Now, what's different about this, though, it's not going to be within the 1970 to 2021 age range that we usually do okay this one has a special uh category and that is places we've been before places we've been before so that's a that's going to be one of your biggest clues okay in each of these four moments well, in history that really narrows it down <laughs> <laughs> 
We've been a lot of places just I this know. year. I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So you're going to have to... Do you have your thinking cap on? I've got it on. I'm okay. Ready. So I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you the date. Okay. Then I'm going to give you three answers to choose from. Okay. And then we're going to see what you think. All right. And I got this. You got this? This Listen is my that. own personal life. So this is way different than you ask me about somebody's name you cannot even pronounce from another country <laughs> on some weird date that makes no sense to me. So yeah. bring it, honey. Bring it. Okay. I'm, I'm so ready. It's already been brought in. I'm scared. Here's number one. Oh, you know, I, I do sort of feel like a, like a floating butterfly. You are crazier than a road lizard. Mr. Egypt, these two here heard that we're taking over the world and they want in. I don't know who they are, but they, they're on exhibit here too, apparently. I don't even know what they are. Um, I'm sorry, but we're all full up in our axis of evil today. Sorry. Oh, come on. But I'm bad. I'm bad. Hey, I, I can show you how bad I am. Like, arr, 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 fear me. Ah, ah, ah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just not buying it. You don't seem very bad. You just seem sort of vaguely grouchy to me. <laughs> what are you doing? What is that? What is this? Is it, what does it mean? I don't, you've lost me. Is that you breathing? Because I, I can't hear myself think. Can I make one suggestion to you, my friend? Just simplify. There's just too much going on here. You're evil, you're asthmatic, you're a robot. And what is what is the cape for? Are we going to the opera? I don't think so. Sorry. Goodbye. Rebecca, that was your audio hint. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, it was August 10th. I'm not going to give you the year yet, but mm -hmm. it's August 10th. Obviously in August. Mm -hmm. Okay, A, Galaxy's Edge opens at Disney World in 2019. B, the Smithsonian opens in 1846. Or C, Star Tours opens at Disneyland in 1987. Smithsonian. Because in that clip, the only person's voice I recognized was Owen Wilson. Like, I didn't even know any of the rest of that, but okay. I know this that was not at the museum. Okay, are you sure? Yeah. Is that your final answer? Final answer. Rebecca Hardy? You're right! Woohoo! Nicely done. The Smithsonian opened in 1846. 1846? It did. Wow, okay. Okay, now it has a weird history because in 1829, an obscure English scientist called James Smithson died in Italy. Okay. Doesn't seem to... What does this have to do with America, right? Smithson. 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 Smithsonian. What? <laughs> okay, keep going. Well, he had this weird will that he left behind. It said if his only nephew died without any heirs, then he wanted his money, his whole estate, to go to the United States of America to found something called the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, which would be an establishment for the increase and diffusion of knowledge. What? So he specifically wanted this to be like a museum in America. Yeah. So this Englishman who died in Italy... Gave his money to his nephew. If his nephew died with no heirs, it was supposed to go 
to America. That is great, which so is that, exactly what happened, and that's exactly what it is. I know. And it's named after. Did you know that that was his, his I, name? Like, I knew that was his name. I didn't know the backstory that he had done this in his will. I didn't know that. so crazy. So after a decade of debate about how best to use the money that Smithson gave, President James K. Polk signed the Smithsonian Institution Act into law on August 10th, 1846. That's so crazy. Crazy, right? This would be the equivalent, I just want to think about this, of like us saying to one of our nieces or nephews, listen, we're going to give you all our money. We don't have any money. But we're going to give you all our money. <laughs> if we had some money. If we had some money, we're going to give it to you. And if you don't have any kids, then we want to build a museum, a bunch of museums in, pick a country, France. Yep. Randomly, I would I would like to research further and see what his connection with America was. Like, yeah, that's what to I'm see trying to why figure out. He wanted, you think like, he would want to go to England? Right? Why here? He's not from here, and yeah. he didn't live here. So, pretty cool. That is so really crazy. I really like the Smithsonian, so I appreciate this man. So the Smithsonian, which is called the Nation's Attic, contains 154 <laughs> million items. And now it is composed of 19 museums and galleries, mm -hmm. nine research facilities throughout the U.S. and the world, and a national zoo. There is no admission charge to any of the museums. I knew that. And John Smithson, who in life never set foot in the United States, I just got more of an answer there, <laughs> is interned in a tomb in the Smithsonian building known as the Castle. What? I didn't know he was We've there. Never We've been, been there. To that one. We haven't been to that building. No. The Smithsonian has 30 million visitors every year, and it's all that. free of charge. Yeah. We are usually two of those every year. Well, so maybe every we've year. been to the Smithsonian with the kids. What was that about? Oh gosh, 2013 maybe. Maybe. And then we just went. We just went to the zoo. You and I just went to the zoo not too long ago. Well, we also like went to the. What's the new one we went to, honey? Oh, maybe that was just a museum. Actually, that wasn't a part of the Smithsonian. But we did go to the art, the art history, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we just went there not too long ago. That's one of our favorite towns. And honestly, that's one of the reasons why. Because all the Smithsonians are free. It is like one of the cheapest places. It's an expensive place to eat. But it's a very reasonable place to go see a lot of things. Yes. Yeah. And you remember when we stayed there and we got the wrong room? Yes. I do remember. <laughs> Which was really that. nice. Yes. We went to an Airbnb. The guy that sent us the address to the Airbnb. And when we went in, I was like, I had looked at a lot of Airbnbs because on that trip we were going from D.C. to New York to Boston. And uh, so I had looked at Airbnbs like all over the place. And when we walked in, I was like, this place doesn't even look familiar. But the keypad worked and all of the, everything was fine. Also, I usually only look at like two bedrooms because we have three kids and there's usually a pull out couch. There's usually a blow up mattress. We don't need three bedrooms. This place was three bedrooms. So I was like, okay, random. it was huge. It had two floors yeah, or three it floors. Yeah, was so nice. Yeah. Uh, and so after we left, <laughs> I got an email from the owner and he said, hope you guys enjoyed your stay. By the way, where did you stay? Because the <laughs> housekeepers have come and they said, everything looks perfect. Like you've not even been there. And I was like, well, we've totally been there. I mean, we stripped the sheets off the bed and did what we were supposed to do. And they'd... So I sent him back like the original like email he sent with us with the address in it and he had sent us to the wrong place and it was literally by the grace of god that somebody else did not walk in with their bags in tow thinking that they also were staying there because we probably would have had to move once he figured it out but that that's where he sent us and everything worked for us to walk in so 
It was wonderful. It was wonderful. I remember when we walked in, you're like, these pictures don't look like the internet. But, <laughs> <No>. Okay. <laughs> It was nice. Right around the corner, there was a grocery store, and we'd stop and get food and cases of water. Close enough that you guys could carry the water bottles back, and it was nice. It was really really close to the metro, which is great in D.C. if you've never used that. Super easy to use and awesome. Anyways, I love visiting there. It makes me want to go again. Is it up there with Disney World for you? Mm-hmm. That's a totally it, different It's just plane. different, yeah. It's just a totally different plane, yeah. Yeah. You can't compare those two. But really, that's the only other place I can think of that you go. I'm ready to go back there now. Yeah. What are some play? What are some other places that do that for you? That I think you've got I'm... Disney World, DC. Can you name a third place that you would go? Like I would go right now. Montana. Montana. I'd go up to Glacier right now. Okay. Right now, let's see what month is it. Yeah, right now we could go right now. Okay. It's probably open for a few more weeks. <laughs> okay, let me turn this off. Let's go. We can sleep in our car all the way up. Oh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> okay you did fantastic thank you thank i think you, getting you. rid of the crowd has helped you like yes center right for sure all right okay are you ready for the next one i'm ready here is your audio clue hi whataburger oh. it's a buttery bittersweet situation we buttery have here we're about to water size this track yeah, yeah. all right oh. let's get it a love started back in 1950 Heavenly things happening down in Corpus Christi. Big dreams, big plans, packed inside a small stand. You had to hold that water burger, not with one but two hands. You were thick and hearty, bringing your A game. White and orange, tightly hugging the A frame. Your menu grew up in and made you a great fame. But now you left me all alone, it just ain't the same. that menu. singing annoyed the crap out of me but i will learn that rap in the next one month like okay. i think that was so cool okay well we need to turn off the mirror ball and turn the lights back on now <laughs> that was fun yeah nice little dance hilarious okay so that was your audio clue are you ready for your sure your answers your potential i can't answers. think about what this has to do with my life but other than i live in a state where whataburger is everywhere okay. let's see okay a. Burger King opens its first restaurant under the name of Instaburger. <laughs> That's a true story. Uh uh Yes. In Jacksonville, Florida in 1953. B. McDonald's opens its first restaurant in San Bernardino, California in 1940. That's also true. But that's not this. And three. 
Lay it on me. Whataburger opens its first restaurant in Corpus Christi in 1950. Totally number three. Are you sure? Absolutely. Actually, that would be C. Well, it's... you're holding up three fingers and you're saying C. So for the listening so is your audience, they're three not, or C? They, they don't understand my confusion. Three or C? Both. Okay. The final answer? Final. Rebecca Hardy, you're two for two, baby! What's this have to do with me? We go to Whataburger. We've oh, been to Whataburger. Okay. And it's kind I've of a Texas thing. It is a Texas thing. Yes. Okay. And I'm going to be very controversial here. Okay. Overrated. But anyways. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. What's your favorite fast food hamburger? I don't think I have one. <laughs> <laughs> I, am a, I am a burger snob. I go... My burger's got to be like... From across the country, you have a well, high yeah. standard. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Whataburger... I'm, I'm, eh. I'm asking the wrong person. I can't even think of a burger that I like. Maybe it's at the top of the fast food, but fast food is so far down my list mm -hmm. as far as hamburgers mm -hmm. go that it doesn't even register on my Scooter Richter scale. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 1950, Harmon Dobson and Paul Burton were looking to open a hamburger restaurant. Their goal was to make a better burger that took two hands to hold and tasted so good that when you took a bite, you would say, what a burger. <laughs> so they had very specific goals. Oh, my gosh. They opened their first location on Ayer Street in Corpus Christi huh. across from Delmore College. Guess how much they sold the burgers for that first oh location. Gosh. A burger was 46 cents. 46 cents? Why 46 cents? So why that number? <laughs> I just guessed. You, you throw me off. I don't know what to say. It was 25 cents, one quarter. Oh, well, I wasn't terribly off. No, it was just why 46. Why 46? Yeah. I popped in my head. So you could throw a quarter out and get your burger. What? Oh, yeah. Now it's like, for a now it's they like $8. They a french fry for a quarter. Remember when we did our, gosh, it's been a while back when we did our burger taste test? Yep. And we went around, and Whataburger was one of them. Mm -hmm. I was shocked at how expensive it was. Like, it you was. think fast food is inexpensive, but no, it wasn't it's really... It's so outrageous. Oh, yeah. And it's outrageous for us because we have three boys to feed. I mean, we can't go to Chick-fil-A with all of our kids for oh, less man. than $60. Right. I mean, it's nuts. So, no. And Whataburger's no not that fast, either. Mm -mm. I don't even know if oh, it's fast no, food. Oh, no. Whataburger's never been fast. But I think they make to order. Like, yeah. I think that that's... I mean, I've never really had a cold Whataburger when you go through the drive-thru. Like, it's pretty fresh. Do you know how much money they made on their first day of business? Business? How much money they made? They're selling 25-cent hamburgers. They also sold drinks and chips. Didn't have french fries then, apparently. I don't know. I'm terrible at this. They made $5,000. They made $50 on their first day of business. Oh, wow. That's not a lot. Well, I guess back in the 50s, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, is this place still standing? I don't know. That's it. That would be interesting to find Road out. Trip. Oh yeah, we got to go to Montana, and now we're going to Corpus Christi. <laughs> <laughs> it's right on the way. No, not at all. Okay, now remember, for years, Waterburger was known for its distinct A-framed orange right? and white stripe roof buildings, mm. which you don't really see much anymore. Mm -hmm. The first A-frame was built in Odessa, Texas. Oh, okay. okay. And. From that one store, there are now 670 stores in Texas, 150 in New Mexico, Arizona, and the southern United States. Okay. I wondered if they were in any other state. Well, that's that's kind of the rub, and that's what that song was about. In 2019, the family-owned business, which they've always touted that they're family-owned, mm -hmm. they sold the business to 
a company in Chicago. Uh oh. Oh, that's why I said that. Okay. Right. And mainly what they were saying is the local business could not handle, they wanted to go nationwide. And the local business couldn't handle that infrastructure-wise with, like, mm. supply chain and all that. So they needed some help to be able to go more nationwide. Okay. So fans of Whataburger would say, hey, why does it have to go nationwide? Why can't it stay our cool thing that we have here? Mm-hmm. So you kind of heard some of that angst in the song. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't appreciate. They love going. That's part of the beauty of Whataburger is you feel like you're going to a little local place. Mm-hmm. But now it feels like it's a big chain. Yeah. That's what made it different than Burger King and McDonald's around here, at least. Right, right. So, Interesting. Okay, back to that question. What? How would you rate your favorite fast food hamburgers? Give um, me your top three. Top three? I really probably only have two. Okay. And that would be Whataburger and Brahms. Oh, Brahms. Hmm. Brahms is a good burger. Brahms isn't bad. No. I don't, I don't I mean, even know. They have know. crinkle fries. You like crinkle. You're a crinkle fry I... sucker. Yes, I will do anything for a crinkle And I like Whataburger's french fries probably better, but I do not. You know I'm a french fry snob. So you might be a burger snob, but I do not eat french fries. I don't like Wendy's french fries, which, I mean, could potentially be my third fast food burger, Wendy's. With the exception of, like, I don't know if you're calling, like, steak and shake and stuff like that, like... Or In-N-Out Burger. They have a pretty good burger, actually. They're, it's, they're tiny burgers, but they're pretty tasty. But they're pretty tasty. <laughs> so those might make my top, but also... I, French fries to me are like, I don't really like French fries unless they're fresh cut French fries. I don't like McDonald's French fries. I know that's sacrilegious. I not. I don't like anything. I do not like Whataburger's. I mean, I don't like Wendy's French fries. I don't like Burger King's anything. So yeah, definitely. I would punch Ronald McDonald in the face right now if he's here. Oh no, I'm sorry. I went too far. (laughs) Then the little hamburger would be after you. Um, so, okay, yeah, I like Whataburger's French fries, and I will eat Brahms French fries, but, and Chick-fil-A, of course, waffle fries are totally different category, but any other fast food, I don't eat their French fries, I think they're disgusting. Okay. Disgusting. Well, and this is going to be another controversial thought. I would say Whataburger has a bigger burger. Mm-hmm. But it's flatter. It's flatter, but I think In-N-Out tastes better. I think it's a tiny burger, mm-hmm. like it's a little. It's cheaper because it's tiny because mm-hmm. you're not getting as much meat. But really, the times that I've had In and Out, I was like, oh, there's some flavor here, mm-hmm. even though it's tiny. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can see that. I think one of the things that's appealing to Whataburger, if you get it the way it comes, is that it comes with mustard on it, and most burgers mm. don't. They come with ketchup, so I think that's what makes Whataburger just a little bit different, and the grilled onion. Or whatever, the little diced onion. It's good, too. Anyways. And I'll have to say, I've done Whataburger corporate shows, mm-hmm. and the people are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very cool. Yeah. And they do feel very... At least, it's been a couple of years now, because they usually do a big event every other year. And then with the pandemic, they didn't have one last year. But they do... It does feel down home. Down home? Yes. Down home? Is that, is that how you right? say that? It doesn't I don't know. sound right. <laughs> Does it not sound right? They sound they were they're authentic when they say yeah. they're of the people. Yeah. You know okay. I mean? Well that's good so, to know. Good I don't know if that's changed in the last two years since yeah. they sold out. A, a lot of people say they sold out, but hmm. all right. Well babe, I'm two for two. Bring me on the next one. Okay, here's your next one. All right. Let me hear 
Hey, everybody. <laughs> should I do this whole segment as Harry Carey? No, you should not. Because I'm spitting <laughs> you're everywhere. Spitting everywhere. <laughs> Harry, I miss Harry. Oh, do you? Yes, I used to watch them on WGN. Like, every day I got out of school, they would have an afternoon game, and I'd be watching, like, Andre really? Dawson, Ryan Sandberg. Andre Dawson. Oh, yeah. Your favorite right fielder. Man Crush Wednesday. <laughs> My probably my favorite player ever, not just right fielder. Really, not Mark Grace. Mark Grace is up there too. I loved that whole team back in the mid to late eighties. Okay. And then Adrian Beltre's up there too. Yeah, interesting. So, anyways, okay. This was August eighth. That's our anniversary. It is nineteen eighty eight. I'm giving you the um, year this time. Okay. Is it A Wrigley Field hosted its first night game? Is it B Wrigley Field opened in nineteen forty? 1914 under the name Wiggum Park. But you just told me it was 1988. I know. I messed that up. Scratching off me. (laughs) Maybe we should uh, edit this or should we go on? Keep going. This is a... I feel like Steve Harvey all of a sudden. Please list the date in the next one also. (laughs) I read the wrong name. Um... C. Wrigley Field is nicknamed the Friendly Confines in 1953. <laughs> you actually did say the date of this one, too. Wow. Wow. So, this one's going to be hard. You need to think about this for a minute. Okay. Okay, hold on. Do you want me to walk outside and come back in and give no. you a minute? No, are you I sure? think I'm ready. Okay. Which one are you picking? What's your answer? I'm going with A. A? Really? Yes. You used all your context clues. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. Oh, goodness. Yes, Rebecca, you are three for three. You're batting a thousand because we're talking baseball. I might want to pick this anyways because I remember when we went to Wrigley Field and I remember us talking about the lights. Like that, I remember that being like a new thing. You remember we had the we had a be- uh, bleacher bum, a former bleacher bum gave us our tour. Oh yeah. Because Wrigley Field was famous that. for the '60s and '70s that people went to the bleachers, got really drunk during the game. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how they used to like walk across the top of the fence yeah, and, right. and see if the they could balance the, the ivy wall in the back. Yeah, it was like wasn't it a contest? Like if as they got drunk, they could see they if could they could see make it all they the they way across. <laughs> good times at the ball field. Yes, that was so but funny. he was a great tour he guide so because good. he knew like he had lived there basically. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that was cool. Okay, on August eighth, our anniversary. Yes, what year? Nineteen eighty-eight. Oh, good job. The Cubs hosted their first night game in the history of Wrigley Field. Night games were originally only played in the minor leagues. The major league played all-day games until 1935 when the Cincinnati Reds played 88 games under the lights, and they more than doubled their attendance. So major leagues went, if we have night games, people are off work and they'll come to more games. Well, yeah. So over the next 20 years, every major league team began... Uh, playing night games. They had to put up lights at their stadiums. Yep, so by the 50s, everybody's playing night games, except the Chicago Cubs. It took another 30-plus years until the Cubs lit up Wrigley Field. Until then, did people just pull their cars up and turn on their headlights? <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, I've, I was watching games on WGN, and they would, like, if it got too dark, they would call it till the next day. They really? Would have to re- they would finish the game the next day. Oh, my goodness. And this is what happened in the first game in 1988. Uh, and they even had lights, but this was called due to rain after four innings, so they had to finish the game the next day. Oh my gosh! So it ended up in a day game, anyways. The Cubs won over the Phillies six to four. <laughs> by the way, interesting. Okay, 
Wrigley Field is the oldest park in the National League. Can you name the oldest park in the American League that you've also been to? Oh my gosh, the oldest park in the American League. National League, American League. Y- Yankees? Like they originally, the old, the other, their first Yankee Stadium. Well, it's not really, it's not really around anymore. So oh, so one that's still currently right. around. Okay. It's the oldest that's currently been used. I don't have any idea because I... What other, like, old, ancient stadium have we been to? One of my favorites. Boston. Boston. Fenway, Fenway Park was built in 1912, mm-hmm. and Wrigley was in 1914. When did Boston get lights, I wonder? Somewhere in the 50s? Oh, yeah, I'm sure they... By the mid-50s, everybody had lights. Except for yep. Chicago. So you had to take the day off, the afternoon off, to see Cub themes. You had to be a real fan. That's right, and you apparently had to get really drunk in the outfield. <laughs> um, Wrigley is known for its ivory-covered brick outfield. Mm-hmm. The unusual wind patterns that come off Lake Michigan, like wreak havoc with wreak havoc with fly balls. Um, they have the sweet. iconic red marquee on the outside mm-hmm. that says Cubs on it. It was really cold when we went. Remember, we had to buy a blanket. Oh yes, we did. So we bought cold. a Cub blanket. You're welcome, Chicago. <laughs> And there used to be a hand-turned scoreboard, but I don't really think that's as much there anymore because now they've put up a big... <laughs> so there's some controversy in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Because, remember, they used to... You used to be able to... There's buildings right across the street, like apartment buildings. And the people used to sit up there and watch the game. You could just sit up on the... You could sit in your apartment and just yeah. watch the game. Yeah. Well, over the years... At one point, they started putting seats there. Like, you could buy a seat in the building. Oh, yeah. But now they have constructed, like, big jumbotrons and stuff, so mm-hmm. you can't see in. You can't see in. Yeah. And I think when we were there, they were kind of in the process of doing that. Like, the outfield wasn't done yet, remember? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The outfield was empty because they hadn't put in the new seats. Yeah. But they've kind of taken maybe a little bit of that small-town feel away. Mm-hmm. Because I think on some of the higher apartments, you can still get seats and look over. Yeah. But they've pretty much made sure you have to go in the stadium now. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, this is interesting, too. The Wrigley Field was also the home of the Chicago Bears in the NFL from really? 1921 to 1970. On the same field? Yep. Really? Um, it was also the home of the Chicago Cardinals, which then became the Arizona Cardinals oh. from 1931 to 1938. Huh. So, I didn't realize... The Cardinals came from there, me neither. Well, no, I didn't realize that other like other sports had been Played playing there. Yeah. yeah. So the Cubs are still it's still traditional for them to have day games. So they have the most day games of any team oh, okay. still. Uh-huh. I appreciate that. That's yeah. cool. That's one of the coolest parks we've been to. That's one of the best tours we've ever had. Oh yeah, the Beach Bum guy. I can't love, remember his name. Yeah, we I have a picture either. of him. I loved that tour. I just thought it was so detailed. Well, there's so much character. There's so oh, many yeah. things to talk about other than like the new stadiums. It's like way less history you know yeah here's the swimming pool and that's yeah. for the new places and right here's the yeah new yeah here's the bedding cage and yeah. all the things when we did the cubs one when we did wrigley like he was talking about that's the this is the same locker room that babe ruth yeah. hung out in before yeah. he came to play you know and they walk across this little kind of catwalk like yeah. that's above the concession area right so if you're paying attention at all like when the players are walking there i mean you'd really have to just be looking up at the right time to see them crossing literally above your head into the into the locker room it's so crazy i remember that and just to feel that history and i think also wrigley field's cool because it's like it's just right in the middle of downtown mm-hmm. there's really no parking around it mm-hmm. i can't remember where we parked I don't but remember. There's just buildings around it. It's so cool. It just feels like you're going into a local stadium. Like, yeah. just 
So a neat. small town place. Love it. Yep. Okay, Rebecca, you are three for three. I'm three for three. You are on fire. All right, I'm ready. Number are you four? ready to yep. try to go four this for four? This is the fourth and final. This is fourth and final. Okay, I'm ready. This has been the easiest one so far. The easiest this month in history. Wow. Okay. Well, mainly because you're giving away the answers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was a post faux pas on that one. You are welcome. Thank you. I'm taking no prisoners on the next one. Oh, dear. I'm ready. Really elegant string of pearls configuration. Unfortunately, incredibly unstable. What exactly does this stuff do? If the rocket renders it aerosol, it can take out the entire city of people. Really? And what happens if you drop one? Happily, it'll just wipe out you and me. Oh. It's a cholinesterase inhibitor. Stops the brain from sending nerve messages down the spinal cord within 30 seconds. Any epidermal exposure or inhalation, and you'll know. Twinge at the small of your back as the poison seizes your nervous system. Do not move that! Muscles freeze, you can't breathe. You spasm so hard you break your own back and spit your guts out. But that's after your skin melts off. Oh my God. Well, I think we'd like God on our side at the moment, don't you? Well, that was that beat, wasn't it? Sean Connery, rip. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that was The Rock. Oh, yeah. And that was Nicolas Cage. I loved that movie. Okay, are you ready for your potential answer? Yes. This is August 11th. I'm not giving you the year this time. Oh, fine. Take that. Okay, A, the first hydrogen bomb is completed in 1943. B, The Rock starring Nicolas Cage premieres in 1996. Or C, Alcatraz greets its first prisoners in 1934. Why are you putting those two together? Uh-huh. Told you. I was coming at you like Wait, a spider monkey. Read the second one again. Okay, the second one? Yeah. The Rock starring Nicolas Cage premieres in 1996. And then you have C, Alcatraz greets its first prisoners in 1934. B. Your answer is B? Yes. Is that your final answer? Yes. The answer is C! What? Yeah, don't come at me. Don't oh come at me saying God. this is easy. You tricked me. Do not say it's easy. You tricked me. I will come at you. This is tomfoolery. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, why did you play a whole... That is a lesson learned, oh baby. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, what? what why did you, you play the whole... The Rock? I, like, you literally played. Yes, I did. Okay. And it threw you off. It did. It let you know it was an Alcatraz. You were you were certain it was Alcatraz, but you didn't know in yes, what way yes, I was coming yes. at it. Mm. <sighs> okay, August 11th, 1934. Okay. The first civilian prisoners arrived at Alcatraz, Alcatraz Island. Mm-hmm. It's a 22-acre rocky outcrop located in San Francisco Bay. Mm -hmm. It's about a mile and a half from shore. You seem bitter. Are I'm you okay? I'm a little bitter, <laughs> but I'm listening intently. You should have never said this was easy. <laughs> um, these convicts were classified as the most dangerous and were later joined um, in August and September by two of the no most notorious criminals of all time, Al Capone. Oh, and George Machine Gun Kelly. Okay. So you had some bad dudes at this place. Yeah. Alcatraz was originally a 
uninhabited seabird haven. Lots of bird poop. <laughs> yes, lots and lots of bird poop. I think there still is. <laughs> I think there's too. It was first explored by Spanish Lieutenant Juan Manuel de Ayala in 1775. <laughs> he named it Island of the Pelicans. Okay. The island was sold to the U.S. in 1849, and it became the location of the first lighthouse on the coast of California in 1854. Hmm. It was occupied by the U.S. Army in 1859, and throughout the next 70 years, it was used as a fort and military prison. In 34, it became part of the U.S. penal system hmm. and was fortified into a high-security federal penitentiary designed to hold the most dangerous prisoners especially those who had escaped from other prisons. For the next 29 years, it housed a total of over 1,500 convicts, huh. including Clint Eastwood. Well, he was played in a movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what there, was that movie? The Bird Escape Man? from Alcatraz. Oh, okay, yeah. There was Birdman from Alcatraz, which was Burt Lancaster oh, okay. back in the 50s, 60s. And then yeah. Clint did... It was the story of the guys that escaped and... Yeah. They think went off on a raft, but they don't really think they made it. Uh -huh. um, they say there was never a successful escape, unless you don't count Clint Eastwood getting off. Um, although, not, huh? That's not what the guy told us. What are you going to say? Although three dozen attempts have been made. Okay. In 63, Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy ordered it closed because it was just too expensive to maintain. In 63? So, yep. So now it's a National Park Service tourist destination with over a million visitors a year. Wow. What were you going to say about the guide when well, we were there? Well, we took a tour there, and one of the things I loved about the tour of Alcatraz is that, first of all, it's a headset tour. At the time, it was like, oh, yeah. you know, you put your headset in. Um, the things I remember about that tour are going into the cafeteria, and they had put in the headset the listening what you were listening to they'd like put in sound effects so when you walked into the cafeteria there was yeah. like dishes clanging like the background yeah and they noise. were like look out the window on the right and like some things that but you could and they, they put like people talking and dishes clanging and so it just sounded like you could close your eyes and picture events happening there thought that was so cool and then you can uh, eventually i took a tour I don't know if you did that one. I think I've been once on my own, and then I went with you, and I think you've been once on your own. Yes, I think that's right. Yeah. And one of the tours that I took was the 14 Attempted Escapes of Alcatraz. Oh, nice. And it went through each of them, and I, what I remember is they were, there There used to be a, a joke, according to our um, tour guide, it used to be an ongoing joke about a one finned shark that swam around Alcatraz and that's what kept them all scared and on the island like there was just a one finned shark that could only swim in a circle it okay. was a joke yeah. and then also what I liked about the attempted uh, the attempted um, escapes of Alcatraz tour was that I mean you would be standing there and they would point to like the bullet holes and they would say oh he stood there and shot to here and he stood there and shot to there and that bullet hole then this one like he, they're pointing out the bullet holes like in this area where there was this big shootout. And that yeah. was super, super interesting to me. But they did talk about a guy that escaped, made it to shore, because that was a bigger deal. If the if you could if, if you could weather the um if you could get, a, get through the the, the current yeah. the current because it was so hard to It's shark infested too though, right? I think it is shark infested, yeah. but if you could get through there because of the current then you would come out with hypothermia because it was it's very very cold and yeah. so apparently one guy made it to the shore 
people saw him. He was in cardiac arrest, and they called 911 yeah. to save his life, but that also sent him back to prison. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's that was the only attempted the person that there was a person that apparently made it to shore. Definitely looked like he was not well, so they called somebody to help him. And so what you seem to be implying is that you're saying Clint Eastwood could not escape this prison. I think, and I don't believe that. Well, I believe it. <laughs> I think maybe I'm mixing fic- faction, faction, faction. I'm putting faction together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm putting fact and fiction together. I again. think you are too. I just made a new term, faction. The only person that can get off of that Alcatraz is Sean Connery. Well, yeah, and I guess Nicolas Cage too. That's it. Yep. So okay. I really do. I loved going to Alcatraz. I it's creepy cool. Yeah. Creepy cool. It feels like there's still like people there. Like it feels yeah. spooky. I would when you're go again there. right now. Huh? I would go again right now. Well, there's another place you would mm-hmm. go right now. Yep. So we're gonna go to Corpus. Right. On the way to Montana. Yep. And then, and then we'll just take we'll a just, right. Take a left. Sorry. We'll just hop off at Alcatraz on the way back. Yeah. Okay. It's gonna be quite good. a trip. Yeah. Alcatraz reminds me of a story of your parents when they went. They Uh, went maybe a couple years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, apparently Mary Lou didn't make it on the little boat, right? No, I think she was. She made it on the boat, but she didn't want to get off because I wasn't it. Wes went on and did the tour, and he was supposed to take pictures and he didn't. Wasn't that story? I thought my mom was with him. I don't know. I'm sure my dad will clarify as soon yes. as this podcast posts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was something like that. Regardless, my dad he was failed to take to any pictures. Take pictures, and he didn't. So the phone call we got was <laughs> from some other woman who was on the same tour. Yeah. I guess taking all the photos, and the phone call that we got was, "Hey, Rebecca, how do you airdrop?" <laughs> <laughs> So He's we trying a, to clean up his mess. Yes, he is. We yeah. had a quick little lesson on how to airdrop photos and got all those photos, you know, with, with this lady who I guess clearly, you know, didn't want to give her phone number, obviously. Oh, yeah. Smart. And so it was super easy just to say, hey, here's how you airdrop. And lo and behold, pictures just magically show up in your camera roll when you do that stuff. So. And Wes is like showing the pictures to Mary Lou. He's like, look at all these great pictures I took. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the details surrounding that, but I do remember the question of... How do you airdrop? Yeah. Yeah, it was quite the time. So, anyways, that was okay, good. Rebecca, I thought, I mean, three for the last four. one was kind of tricky. Well, yeah, after you said, oh, this is so well, easy. You gave away the answer. I did, but still. I was. Uh, I had to come at you on the last one. All right. I, but you've, I appreciate you've done that. well once again. Yes, thank you. That was a You're very You're a very good sport. This was one of my favorite ones. I really liked it. So, thank you again for doing all the research. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. <laughs> Once again, we're down to the last two minutes of this podcast, and if you've already clicked off, you are. They've already clicked the off. They're not off. listening. If we could say anything we wanted right now, and they think, wouldn't even know. Scott, we've got to start saving our outtakes. They're funny. Okay. Okay. Sometime we'll maybe throw. We'll some start out. a blooper reel. Maybe we need to start some outtakes. Just throw one on at the end, and then people might listen to the very end. Okay, that could be the teaser. Sometimes we'll have a blooper, sometimes we won't. Right. Right now, I'm just going to tell you to like and subscribe to that podcast again. <laughs> really? Yes. Should they do that? They should totally do that. Oh, yeah, that's a it good idea. It helps us so much. So just do it. <laughs> There's no strings attached. Maybe a free haircut out of it. It's a free graphic. free logo. Do you need a logo? Know. Yeah. I mean, come on. What, what else? What else can we throw at them? <laughs> we can get you a Whataburger hamburger for yeah. $12. That's right, for $12. There you go. All right, like and subscribe. Go follow our YouTube channel. That is it. Hardy Party 5.5, over and out. We'll see you next time.